James Islay, this is amazing to have you on the Sales Confidence Podcast. Um, it's been incredible to see your journey over the last few years. So thank you for being here. Oh, thanks for inviting me, James. Just before we kick off the, the, the interview, um, I just want to introduce you to the audience. Um, firstly, I want to say thank you. Thank you to James, because James was the very first person that signed a check for sales confidence. So we went back all those years ago to South London, where I met James Islay, and he gave me his vision for Cognizant. Now, Cognizant is a B2B outbound prospecting platform. And since those years, and they've now grown into a business that um, is turning over 8.5 million per year, and they recently have been funded into how many millions have you got funded, James? Uh, so yeah, the total round size was was 20 million if you include the peak span and the AXA investments, yeah. That's incredible. So they've had over 20 million dollars um, uh, of funding and it's been a business that has been proudly flying the flag here in the UK and I've seen it right from the beginning. So James, it's incredible to have you on here as a founder and CEO. I guess this is pretty unique because um, traditionally I've done these podcast interviews sitting opposite my guests. So this is the first time that we're doing it over a um, piece of technology online. Um, but I'm really happy to have you on board and I'm happy to take the audience through um, through this interview. Um, I guess just in your world right now, and I appreciate that we're having this conversation in COVID times, but what what's got you most excited in recent times despite what's happening uh we've we've just done our an acquisition so uh, like for us like for me this is also about learning right becoming a uh, like i'm a first time ceo really so uh, learning um i've i've just got an incredible uh, new mentor peter deferen who's uh you know scaled and um had a number of uh, companies acquired uh, and and now I'm moving to that next level of uh, Cognizant moving to that next level of acquiring other companies and then integrating them into our services um, so that that's incredibly exciting to get involved with new products uh, to get involved with other teams that, that built their own products uh, and and to then scale and build to that next bigger level company and then you know also the the, the company we acquired had 350 clients in Germany um, so you know it just new markets and and uh, new ways of thinking um, about customers and pricing models and all of that so so the, the you know we're, we're it's always been exciting um, and I think like it's just it's just great to see the next stage um, and and you know acquire uh, that organic growth building a, a richer kind of CC suite team um, uh, that, that, that you know that's energizing um, to just get to the next level and just get to the next level of organization yeah, that's amazing. And it's been amazing to see, um, you know, in that time period that we first started working together, just the scale of the Cognizant team. And I think we'll talk about it as we go through um, the conversation, but culture has been um, a large part of that. But mm -hmm. you mentioned there, you know, this CEO and kind of a first time CEO, I guess, therefore, as a CEO, what, what's typically the first thing you generally think about when you wake up in the morning? I suppose like it's when I'm 
super organized. Um, it, it's really the, the you know, uh, getting a list of things that I want to get done today, right? Like overall, I have a plan for the week. Uh, you know, we have a plan for the month. We have like larger plans. Um, but, you know, you, you, there's only like a certain number of things you can really get nailed that are important. So it's like having a top priority and making sure that top priority gets done and not losing focus on your top priority because um, you've got to see your strategic goals you know, your strategic goals are going to move the needle and they're going to move the company forward. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's, it's just having a plan, right? And then, and then not letting, you know, your, the flow of email traffic direct your day or the, you know, um, ad hoc issues that, the, the, you know, the, you know, you, as a CEO, uh, you've got to really keep your focus on strategic goals and making sure that, that they get implemented. Um, and so that, that for me is important um, so that you, you can kind of work through the noise um, to, to take the company to the next level. Yeah, that's amazing to hear. And it's amazing to, to understand how you focus each day. You know, thinking about this journey that you've embarked on, where's that inspiration and motivation come from? Like, wh why even bother with this, James? Like, why why did you get inspired to, to, to build the company that you're now have built because you've got it this far and you're going to continue to develop? Well, I mean, I, I was in, I was a trader before this. So I was trading um, oil, German power, carbon, uh, and writing computer systems that traded the markets. Like that was my job. Um, and I had a friend that had started a company uh, that, that was in the fintech space. It was, you know, seen as a unicorn at the time. And I went to visit them and they, they, they had just received their funding round and they had these, this, like the most incredible office uh, I've ever seen in London. Uh, and it, they would, it was just hugely energizing. Like I went for, you know, I was working for like a Swiss utility, uh, like very low energy in the office space, lots of office politics, all that kind of stuff to, um, the, to this, to this environment where everybody's like, you know, super focused on the business, highly energized. And so I, I felt that I wanted to feel that energy. I wanted to feel that kind of inspiration, you know, like that passion. Um, Cause it was just, you know, it was highly motivating just even being in their office. Um, and you can kind of feel that in a company that's like, you know, everybody's got direction and, you know, they're, they're super excited about, um, you know, the performance and where they're going. Um, so that was the initial inspiration. And then I, and then that, that friend offered to fund me for, 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 um, to get going and you know that just gave me that little bit of confidence to kind of go ahead and so yeah and then i just basically began the journey and then you know being a bit of a workaholic it's just you know once you lay out plans and goals then you know you naturally you know as long as you keep adjusting when things don't work out and then then things kind of just naturally roll forward that's what i found amazing well it, you know it's proved fruitful and um, did you did you ever i mean you must have believed you said you got the confidence to start but could you imagine back then you know where you are now like you know the the scale of business that you've got the level of funding you know was it obvious to you or was it hopeful um you, you know how does it feel like sitting there now thinking what you've achieved so far yeah, yeah, I re I rarely step back and think about like where are we now? Like we just are where we are, right? Um, generally, been just working on what's the next big problem, and then and then it naturally evolves. Uh, we have a financial plan which is all planned out. We 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 plan from, you know, uh, the revenue right down to the number of SDRs that we need, right? So and then work that backwards, and that has helped us. Like literally, we hardly ever miss a goal, like a like a a, a revenue target. Um, so the 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 like 
we have it all planned out in a financial plan. Um, but in terms of like saying, okay, uh, you know, this is like exactly how the structure of the company looks and all that, you know, that that's just evolved. And then, you know, you, you hit different stages of evolution and then you, you have to change structures, communication structures, people in the company to get to the next level. And that just almost naturally happens. Um, or the company breaks, you're right. Um, and, and, you know, but if you've got a good, set of advisors on the board and you're i guess like if you're a shop ceo and you you know you're you're getting the feedback from the system and the metrics that are telling you what to do then 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 a lot of books and podcasts from leaders say like a lot of these problems occur again and again a lot of the 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 challenges that you face are the same across all different companies so it's just a question of did you meet the challenge or not did you did the did the people scale did the um you know did did, did you get the right training the right mentorship and the right advice to not make a critical error. Um, and that, that, you know, so far um, we're doing pretty well there. Well, you know, personally, you know, we talk a lot about confidence, um, at sales confidence and having difficult times. I guess you must have faced some challenges. And, you know, we're having this conversation in, in arguably the most challenging time in, in our mm. recent history. Like, how how have you kind of got your through your got through the more difficult days you know is there a is there an approach that you take is is there a system where you you know you you get out of the house or are you just getting on with it like how have you got through some of the difficult days that we've faced in recent times yeah i think in general it's cracking on with it um i mean the the it's having a plan and just following the plan right like like if you if you go um I think you get more lost if you don't have a plan that you can follow, um, and and then and then you know you can get more disorientated and more kind of uh, you know uh, uh, yeah it's just hard to recover right if you, if you don't really know what direction you're going in at least. Um, I mean we adjust uh, when you have like like this period's quite unique right so we we adjusted our plan and um, you know based on the the way that business dropped off you know we we adjusted all our forecasts and everything to make sure that um, you know cash position wise all that kind of stuff we could we we felt secure um in what we were doing so yeah i mean generally generally it's, it's down to planning and then i suppose like otherwise you know it, i've got a good mentor good board to talk to so that's it's good to get advice from people that have been there before i think that's super important especially for a first time ceo but in general i think it should be that like there always you should always kind of have a mentor and somebody that's had far more experience than you so you can go and talk to them about your specific issues and problems and then you've just got like uh, you, you don't you then don't have problems running around your head you've got them out of your head somebody's provided you advice back and then you can work towards a solution whereas sometimes you can just get stuck because you got a problem running around your head so so i think the mentors of uh, having good mentors throughout this journey um from a business sense has really helped me uh, get to the next level and then you know generally good relationships with your colleagues that you're working with i mean especially a startup is a is a is a you know it's a, it's a journey and it's good to have a good set of friends um, on that journey with you. Um, so so you know that that that's been great for this point. I think I've got great relationships with everybody in the senior team and um, and we've got uh, like good respect for one another and 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 that that's made it easy. That's great. So you know, for, um, thank you for sharing. For for people that haven't come across Cognizant before. Um, you know, just simply, what what does it do? What value proposition do you offer businesses in the market? 
Sure. So, so we help companies find new business. Um, so we have a, a B2B data and prospecting platform all in one um, where people can buy, build uh, their audiences and they could just use that data, like give me all the heads of sales in London who are hiring SDRs right now. So rather than go on a LinkedIn and then just say, give me all of the heads of sales in uh, London, which you can do in LinkedIn, um, you know, we've, we the big difference for me was building the event dimension um, so that you could get more specific, more targeted, and that audience was more likely to engage. Um, so that was where the original idea of Cognizant came from. And then, then you know, really, uh, what we also did on top of that was then provide the tools to engage that data so that um, you could actually get new business straight away from the data. Um, so, so yeah, the, that, that's um, our main solution. And now we bought this, another company called Mailtastic, which is really about email signature marketing. And that's another way for you that if you have an existing audience or, or you're doing cold outreach, that you can use that space to, to get more engagement and to uh, drive product awareness or drive webinar awareness. Uh, and we use that very successfully ourselves for webinar awareness. Amazing. You know, for you now, what's the vision? What's the vision, your North Star for um, Cognizant? Where, where do you want to take this business? I think right now, you know, we've been evolving and that, you know, the, the aim is to really just get to the next scale to grow revenue 100% plus per year. Uh, that's our kind of target. We, we had a fantastic year last year. We went from about uh, 2.5 million to 7 million in revenue. Um, initially, our target was to go from 17 to 14 plus this year. Um, you know, COVID slowed us down a little bit, but not a lot. Um, so, you know, I'm still hoping to have um, a very strong end of the year, you know, potentially towards the 12 million mark um so maybe maybe higher um if, if everything goes well um and we get back to our original target um so the the, the aim is just to keep that growth uh, i'm incredibly proud of the jobs that we're creating in, in the in the uk um you know there isn't that many um you know marketing technology companies in europe right um or companies of the scale so just building a company that's that's um European wide as well, um, that can compete globally in the United States, for instance, which is what, what we're doing now. Um, that's super exciting. Um, and, and it's, it's, you know, the, it's a gigantic market, the market that we're in, you know, um, and, uh, so, so, so the, the opportunities there, it's just actually the biggest problem is just building a well-structured, well-functioning company. Um, like that is the hardest challenge. It's not that the market's there. It doesn't matter about competition because the market's so huge. People are, changing tools all the time. Um, so it's just like, it's very difficult to build a scaled company that, that that's, uh, you know, um, the, you know, what, you know, even, even getting to a million in revenue is incredibly challenging. And then scaling beyond that is, is super challenging. So um, right now that's where my focus is just keep scaling it, keep growing it, get to the next level um, and then see where ultimately that journey takes us. Mm, that's exciting. Um, you know, it's often been noted that as a former trader, um, you're not the typical individual that um, appears they would hang out with sales professionals. But obviously, you've had to learn to love our audience and um, the culture of sales. But I just wonder, James, with all the salespeople that have contributed to your growth, you know, what do you think makes a standout successful sales professional uh well actually just i guess like history my stepfather was a, a, was a, like a, a um 
you know like mobile phone salesperson so so uh and car phones and things like that so i kind of grew up in a sales culture um there was a, there's a great john cleese video where it goes through all the different personality types to sell to from the 80s which i used to i watched as a kid uh so maybe that's a little bit where my inspiration came from i was also in sales at ubs uh, doing uh, metal financing and option sales i had a bit of experience in in sales um and what makes a great sales person i i mean i guess where we are in volume sales right it's um somebody that that's got good communication that that works hard right um and that listens to to get feedback to get better at pitching uh, better giving demos um can understand you know for me it's like understanding the moments where they capture attention right like that they you know there needs to be like um some connection to the person that you're speaking to you have a very short time period to communicate why they should even listen to you and then why what you're selling has got value um so there needs to be these like wow wow moments and there needs to be um you need to communicate the value so so the you know that that communication good communication and hard work i think makes a great salesperson yeah, no, I, I agree. And especially in this world where we're not interacting with people in person, um, creating those wow moments over the phone um, or over some kind of webcam is really, really important. Now, I know that, um, you know, there's been expansion into the US. Um, ha, ha, what have you noticed? And you know that market very well because you compete with a lot of US based tools. What, what do you see the differences between the markets in the UK and the US or the UK and Europe in the US? We've had a very successful launch in the US. Um, I think part of that was that we took one of our key people, um, Chris, who was the head of customer success and moved him over to running the office there. We I'd spoke to a lot of CEO, CEOs in from the UK and they had, um, you know, a lot of, you know, especially ones that had not made that successful and they made the mistake of like hiring senior salespeople there and trying to build like a sales process from scratch and then you know you get issues with company culture you get issues with having a very expensive person who's actually not pounding the pavement and actually selling it's very hard to get sales systems up and running which i, I found and you know again it, you know when we've just done an acquisition uh you know again that you know just getting the sales system up and running and then hiring into it and you know because you know that 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 that's the key moment right um and so it it's not solved by just hiring one person you know it, it's it's solved by hiring a few of the right individuals and actually getting them working and actually getting metrics out of them um so so that you know that's the key thing from a pure metrics point of view um we're getting like the same you know like performances from from the us people um you know the, there's a cost difference to hiring there um there's um you know it's there's more competition um you know uh the, but the competition's like one of the least important factors we found um the most important factor is about um you actually building sales capacity you actually doing activity you actually doing the calls right All, th those are the most important things like like you know if if you if if you're failing on those areas then you know like competition is going to take a fraction of that away from you if you, you need to get just the system running the activities going the, the calls the meetings understanding why the conversion rates why a meet why are conversations turning into meetings how are com uh, meetings turning into sales qualified opportunities um why are these things falling down are you hitting the right audience um are, are you got the right message for the audience you know that's where you're gonna fail 
right? Uh, and that's where the differences are going to be. And you just need to dig in very quickly into those factors to 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 make sure that this is becoming successful. Because um, there's always, I mean, it, especially in our market where you've got such a huge um, total addressable market, there's always a niche where the competition isn't like present. And you can always, you know, you just got to identify that and then you'll have high conversion rates throughout the whole um, the, um, sales funnel. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think it's it's just building the system and doing the analytics on the system that 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 makes it work. No, this is this is exciting. Um, is there is there uh, you know certain technologies or um, yeah technology that your or innovation that is at the forefront of how you're developing your solution. I'm thinking kind of AI or machine learning that you've adopted or that you're seeing in the marketplace, which you think is going to define some of the future of kind of MarTech or sales tech. Uh, yeah, I mean, ourselves, right, we, we deploy machine learning to just um, structure data better and then improve the quality of data, the understanding of data. Um, I think that's the trend um, that they're starting to fall into lots of different products to make the, the data cleaner and the, 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 the searches and how you access information e easier or better. I mean, just in general, um, I think that the big trend is the, the actual like sales operations, revenue operations, knowledge. Um, you know, we're going from like you know in the us they've always been more ahead of us in terms of um sophistication of sales systems and data data pooling and all of that to generate better revenue engines um and in the uk that's where we need to catch up on is having dedicated specialized staff to generate um the the the, the you know to, to, to actually build the right put the right technology together in the right way to generate that constant the, the, all, all the analytics and um, and have the right data to to get the right message to the right to the right audience at the right time, so that you you have this very smooth flowing you know high revenue growth engine. So I think that that's what the change will be in the UK is just that catching up with the US and just having um, you know revenue ops people that that, that are actually um, you know building better infrastructure for SDRs and and, and BDMs, sales leaders, so that um, they can get, um, you know, they can target better and then convert better. Mm, that's really interesting. Um, this is really interesting. So we're going to move into the, the last part of the conversation now, a bit more insight about, you know, some of the things that you do to uh, stay motivated and, and confident. Like, do you... We, we, you touched on it earlier, but I just wonder more historically, and you mentioned there your step, stepdad, your own experiences of, of the, the sales profession, but it, do you feel there's a root in you? Is there somewhere in your DNA where your confidence comes from? You know, is it family orientated? Is it from school? Is it from your success earlier in your career? You know, where do you think that belief and confidence comes um, from for you? Uh, so I mean, I've got like a great wife and uh, family to support me. So, so that's always, you know, uh, been a good anchor in, in life. Um, so yeah, a wife and three children. Um, the, uh, the, that's one thing I think, um, I'm a little bit of a workaholic, uh, I would say, um, I, like, you know, I'm trying to like find more of a life, a work life balance at the moment. Um, 
and just being driven and then and then you know so it's like you know caring about the thing that you're working on I, I, I think that's the main the main thing if you have a passion for the like a company is like your child right um it's like a, it's like a, a fourth child um and, and you feel about it in the same way that you feel about a child um and so you know you want to pour all the love and care into it and see it grow um and so you know just as you Generally, for most people, <laughs> like in the same way that you, uh, you know, you put time and effort into your children, um, you know, like you don't even think about it, right? Uh, you know, it, it, it's just a natural, uh, a natural, a natural behavior, uh, and I think it's the same um, with founders and their companies that that it's a natural, um, a natural thing to just want to see uh, the, this business grow and then and to see it successful. Uh, so, so that's, uh, I would say that that that's kind of a big. A big driver like you don't I don't want it to fail and I, all the all the staff I have and the, the you know the careers that you're providing for them and the opportunities you're providing for them all of that like that 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 um, helps anchor everything and and and, uh, and and gives you like passion for what you're doing amazing amazing to hear um you know i'm just thinking about when people might be listening to this and you know i look forward to us doing a podcast interview in a year's time to see how things may have changed but right now we are in uh, in the midst of a bit of a pandemic and you know we're all having to overcome certain challenges um do you have any advice for people how how they can you know feel a bit more confident or a bit better about themselves during these times or any inspiration that you might have used with your company employees that you would share with with the listeners we're in a we're in a strange time where you know like you know especially if you're a social person you know this is like a an anti-social virus um that, that's basically killing our social lives um and so it can be you know i suppose like like the, the, it kind of sets in a kind of a depression on every aspect of life um and then and then the question is like how do i make myself happy uh, like how do i like it's not a bad time for change right uh, uh, like i got to point in my career like when i founded cognizant i wasn't happy i was doing my job um i wasn't really enjoying it um and uh and and so it's kind of a scary moment to step out and make a change right but but like that change can make you a lot happier um and and that you know that, that that's the one thing is not to be scared of change and and not i mean most like it's, it's it's important to know that when you start a business or you do like take on a new venture like the failure rates right nine out of ten businesses fail right but but um but then you you know you learn a lot of lessons from that and you can do the next thing um and and you'll you'll you know and and it, the journey can be incredibly fun uh, especially if you do it with people that 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 you get on with um and that that and and you know, um, the, the, the share the burden with you. So, um, I, I would say, you know, look at, look at, look at potentially make, like making that change, like making some change in your aspect of your life. Um, and, and, and then just not being too afraid of that. And, 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 you know, that, you know, I've seen that like in, in general, when people have kind of, um, worked on a, on a project for too long, um, they just need a change, um, just to lift them back into that, into a happier place and and mm. so yeah just just take the leap and do it that's great advice it's brave advice um james this has been an absolute pleasure we should have done this a lot sooner i know that you've been kicking me to do more online um uh, activations in in the the, the three plus years now that we've um, been spending time together 
Um, I think anybody listening, you need to go and check out, learn more about James, learn more about Cognizant. It's a key tool in the sales stack now for companies that want to generate new leads and accelerate um, their revenue growth through new business. Um, it's been amazing the support that um, Cognizant's given me um, personally and also sales confidence as a business. Um, so I'm excited um, to build on this for the future. Um, so uh, let's call that a wrap. And um, uh, thank you very much for being part of uh, the show, James. Thanks for inviting me, James.